see, young America, we need to talk. You may think this is uncool. You may even think it is bogus. But I want to tell you about something that has everyone buzzing. Something that concerns mature boys and girls just like you. Something called grassroots. This is Aaron Ashley Simon. This is Brandon Kilobhol. And welcome to another episode of Grassroots Podcast, where it's not just about the past or the present, it's also about your future. About the future. Speaking about future, this artist here has a very bright future and recently dropped a project. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh. So tell uh, tell our listeners a little bit about yourself before we kind of yeah. like dive deep into these questions. Okay, so my name is Bohan, Bohan Lang, Bohan Phoenix, I go by. And uh, I was born in China. And I moved to the States when I was 11 and bounced around a bit in the States. First, I was in Boston with my mom. Then uh, kind of got in touch with music, joined a gospel choir in high school, and that kind of made me want to go to New York afterwards mm -hmm. to be even closer with music. And yeah, so that was 2010, and now here I am, graduated, lived in New York for like seven years, and now I'm back in China, um, temporarily, permanently. <laughs> but yeah, you know, now I'm back in New York. My manager, we're doing some press around the new project mm -hmm. that dropped today. Congrats, by the way. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Very dope. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about music. I listened to the project, mm. pleasantly surprised. Word. Um, <laughs> I was curious as to, I, you can actually rap. Word, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so I'm, I'm curious, because you mix it up. On, on a lot of the records that I've heard, mm -hmm. um, some are, I would say, pop-centric, yeah. and then some of them are really like gritty, which I was surprised about. Yeah. So talk to me about that recording process. Like, what, yeah. like why why choose different <clears throat> methods? Because I feel like you can kind of go either which way. One way, right. Yeah. I mean, definitely that was intentional, having more, I, I would say more of the records were like rap. More yeah, rap. yeah, and definitely. And then there was, uh, there was a two or three that's definitely a bit more relaxed vibe. Um, yeah, uh, so I started rapping kind of in the aggressive, old school, real lyrical, like, you know, bars, like, type of style. Because that's kind of what I came up on in terms of listening to hip-hop, Eminem. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the first person that... Before I even understood the language, I liked Eminem because just visually, 8 Mile, like, told mm -hmm. a story that was dope. I was like, oh, this white dude can, can like, thrive in a predominantly black world of hip-hop because of his music, mm. you know? I was like, okay. At the time, I didn't really have any friends. I was still learning English. I was like, how do I get accepted in America? I was like, okay, maybe hip hop, you know? So okay. that's kind of like how I got into that. And so for me, <clears throat> um, I had always been, you know, trying to do my best. And my best was always, the best was always just like the craziest bars. Mm -hmm. You know, so for the longest time, after moving to New York, uh, after Boston, I was like, All right, I just got to, you know, I was on my J. Cole tip, just like writing bars, <laughs> trying, to, trying to like really compete, you know, like yeah. with other rappers. And then I realized, oh, damn, like I really don't need to be competing. How do I add my own voice? Because hip hop is about individual, about how, like being fresh, you know, doing stuff that hasn't been done. And so I was like, well, I haven't spent half my life there, have my life here. So let me just add a little Chinese. 
And then my first time rapping in Chinese to a big crowd was actually in Apollo. We, I did Amateur Night, and I, it was like a BET special with like Gladys Knight and like Dougie Fresh and all that. And I was rapping in Chinese. And I came off stage and people were like, yo, like, what was that, Japanese, Korean? Like, what was that? That was dope. I didn't understand what you said, but that was dope. You know, so that was why I sort of added some Chinese into, like, like part of my identity. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's just been, you know, um, an interesting journey finding out what type of music I like versus what type of music I want to do mm-hmm. as well. Like, so for me, mm, I didn't want a record that was just all, like, gritty rap. And I didn't want a record that was just all having fun. Because like, to me, I'm like, I'm not a Gemini, you know, but sometimes I feel like I am. Because mm-hmm. like two sides. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. One side is always saying like, nah, that shit too pop. Like, bring it back a little bit. You know? mm-hmm. Or like, that shit's too sad and too struggle rap. You know, it's not like that. <laughs> like, have some fun, you know? Yeah. So that's what I try to do. But like, you know, listening, when I'm chilling and listening to music, I don't even listen to rap. I listen to like D'Angelo. You know, shit is like, I can't... Oh, you armed me, God. Look at that. That's the stuff that, like, really inspires me to write rap. Okay. You know, like, trying to translate a feeling. You know, like, because to me, like, I can't just chill and listen to rap because that's um, too uppity, you know? Yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I, need, I need something smooth, so... I mean, I don't mind listening to Brown Sugar yeah, now, and then that's yes. my shit I mean, right there. That, that Brown <laughs> Sugar and that yes. Voodoo album? Voodoo. So, mm-hmm. Fire. Fire. Um, so kind of going back to what you said, you said that at a certain point you started to rap in Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently watched kind of like this documentary that um, included, um, I, I hate to say it, but Asian rappers. Sure, yeah. And it was like Dumbfounded, Aquafina, and a Bad few. rap. Yes. Yeah. yeah I yeah, really yeah. like that documentary. And yeah. the one thing that um, they talked about was like, how you were saying, like how they became individuals by adding their own kind of like cultural backgrounds into it, mm-hmm. but also by doing it, it kind of siloed them into being known as like a Chinese rapper or right. a Korean rapper or an Asian rapper. Yeah. Where do you find like, where are you able to kind of like find that medium where it's like, you know, you do want to kind of like add a little flair of like where you're from and your background, and everything like that, but you mm-hmm. don't want people to just label you, label you just as a Chinese rapper. Like you want to be known as just a rapper. Yeah. Um, for me, that started without even beyond before the whole rapping thing. Yeah. For me, uh, coming to America, I didn't want to just have only Asian friends. Like I wanted, I was like, yo, like, I wanted to have a, I just wanted to be friends with people with that, mm-hmm. you know. And coming here uh, when I was like 11, that was when kids were still not clicky yet, you know, because mm-hmm. kids were just friends because they liked each other. Excuse me. And um, so naturally, I kind of fell into just hanging out with different people. So I never kind of had a mindset that like, and I never want, like you said, I never wanted to be like that Asian kid that only hung out with Asian kids. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I would just go to go back to China, you know, like and do that. Like, I think the beauty of about here is that I get to interact with different people from around the world. So for me, like music, um, for me, it's almost like backwards. For me, I wanted, I was like, okay, like this is predominantly a black culture. I want the respect from the people that originated it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why I went to Apollo like six times. You know, like I'm the only Asian cat in the green room. Everyone's looking. I'm, that's this is when I was wearing fitteds. You know, like my shit is extra big. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone in the back was looking at me like crazy. You know, just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, for real. You know, 
Then I go on stage and I come off, they're like, okay, you know, like, and this, I was whack too then, but like, it was just like, they could tell the intention behind it was like, mm-hmm. oh, this kid really just fuck with this music shit. Mm-hmm. I wasn't, yeah, yeah, I wasn't trying to be black or like be someone that I'm not, you know. So that's, that's the thing, I, I, I wanted to get into that as well. Um, how difficult is it for you? It's, it's almost like an everyday kind of battle for you, I'm assuming, having to be, you know, deal with this kind of stigmatism like mm. talk to me a little bit about like i guess your upbringing with your family like, how does yeah. that impact you from a family life because it's yeah. like all right if this isn't the typical you know asian lifestyle story. yeah you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah so it's like how, how does that work for you how do you mm. do you do, you, does you, do your family support you or is it one of those things you're like oh he's right. he's alienated now he's like yeah. all right he's yeah. coming up now now yeah. you know what <clears throat> i mean so talk to me about that um so my my real father um he he left when I was before I was born when my when my mom was pregnant with me, so my mom had always been a single mother, and in China that's why I grew up with my grandparents because she had left me with my grandparents and so she was able to work in okay. another city and send bread back and forth. Um, and so when I moved to America, she kind of always had this guilt that she was never around, so she kind of just let me do whatever. Okay, you know what I'm saying. Mm. So once I started rapping. <clears throat> And then I joined a gospel choir in high school, and I was singing as a tenor. I was singing, like, Kirk Franklin shit. And then my choir director was like, look, if you want, like, you don't have that great of a voice, right? Like, <laughs> he had to sit like, you down. Like, a, yeah, yeah, no, for real. Hey, Bohan. <laughs> Sheldon Reed. Like, Sheldon Reed from Long Island. This dude, like, learned, like, you know, he grew up playing the uh, saxophone. And he's like, look, but I heard you like to rap. If for every time we perform at school, like a school concert, you write a rap, and we back you on it, you know, then I'll let you join the choir. That's dope. I was like, okay, I never rapped on stage before. Uh, and I had long hair, like right here, you know, I had long hair. And then um, I was like, okay, let me try this. And honestly, if it wasn't for that, I don't think I would have had like the courage afterwards to keep to keep going with that, right? So after I joined a gospel choir, my mom was like, oh, okay, rap is also music. Because before it was just like black people stuff. Mm-hmm. And to her, she didn't understand why her son would come from China to America and then the just get infatuated with this black culture that she has no idea about, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, and uh, so after that, she's like, oh, okay, so it's music. Oh, got it, all right. Because she had never heard rap before in China. You know? So I went to New York, went to, went to NYU, and the reason I, I went to NYU is because I wanted to like be like, look, mom, I'm in a good school. Now let me do what I gotta do. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So I was in NYU, like not doing internships, um, just like doing music other stuff, you know, you do in the city, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, after I graduated, I couldn't get no job, even with the NYU degree, because I had no internship experience, I had nothing. You're going to all these jobs, they're like, what have you been doing this last four yeah. years in the city? I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like an aspiring artist. You know? <laughs> like, cool. Like, I actually went to this fucking interview three times, three rounds, right? And then the last round, the, uh, they had three different managers. Yeah. And he looked at myself and said, oh, okay, like, you do music? Oh, like, rap something. Like, I rapped the whole verse, like, some. And he's like, yeah, nah. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he just got a free verse. Yeah, bro, like, you know, like, uh-huh. right. yeah, I ain't gonna lie. You gotta tax him. You yeah, gotta tax him. Yo, he's probably like a secret rapper. Yeah, word. He probably yeah. sit, walking around <laughs> spitting <laughs> Bohan bars, man. Nah. Yeah, you know? <laughs> That's and crazy. Then, uh, and then so yeah, after that, I was I just after that I just got really committed to music. I was like, fuck it, if I can't get a job, like I li- I should have liked music. So mm-hmm. like this kind of works out. Like I'm gonna do what I wanna do. And she never openly went against it 
and to me that was her biggest support yeah like mm. it she didn't know how to support it even if she wanted to like you know what she's gonna do give me money to go buy a mic on yeah. studio time you know what i mean like but so family in china is a different story to them like this is like a whole nother thing you know like to them they have no idea what i'm doing like they're like what are you doing with your life i'm like i'm rapping they're like what's that you know <laughs> like so i try to break it down to them but the only thing really um they really care about is the fact that i'm able to be independent mm. i can pay my own bills that's it like they're like oh yeah. you can do that with rapping i was like yeah yeah they're like okay cool that's cool you know <laughs> that's great you know like so um and you know that's 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 the support side for my family and and it goes going back to you say about every day being a, a uphill battle or struggle i feel like that should be every artist's experience whether mm-hmm. you're black white asian or not like you're supposed to be fighting to make better shit yeah. you know like so the fact that i'm chinese man like People just gotta. I just gotta wait on individual basis. Like, for you, like for example, you said you listen to my songs and you're like, oh, I'm actually kind of like surprised. Like, you know, like that's the that's the effect I want. I just want people to listen to it. It's like, oh, this, you know. Well, that was the thing. I'm I'm listening to the music on the way here, and I hear you rap. And I'm like, oh shit, he, he can rap. And then I speak. I hear you speaking another language. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I don't know what he's saying, but. Yeah. It's, it's fire, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't I didn't know. But it sounded good. You know what I'm saying? It sounded good sonically. And then I can tell you're meticulous too, mm, from an yeah, artist's yeah. perspective. Mm-hmm. You're very, very meticulous as far mm-hmm. as like your sounds, your delivery, mm-hmm. and even up until the point where the records that you're picking. Mm-hmm. I, be, yeah. I, I see what you did there yeah, on your project. Sure. I, I, I see what you did there. Like I, I, I do try and curate it. I do yeah. try and curate like a style or sound. I mean, just so many, so many people doing it today. You know, so many people working harder than me. Mm-hmm. You know, I just want to make sure everything I'm do is a hundred percent to like what my mm-hmm. ability. Okay. You know? So, as someone who has experience in hip hop, not only here but also over in China, do you feel like the Asian artistry within hip hop is starting to become more recognized now in the U.S.? Kind of like how it's taking some time for like Latin music mm. to kind of catch its wave. And now like everyone's obsessed with Despacito yeah. and everything yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Do you feel like now with like yourself and people like Higher Brothers and, 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 and others, like do you feel like it's starting to now pick, pick up and like its wave here in the US? Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know the reason behind it. I guess, you know, there's so many factors. Um, uh, I think America had always been fascinated with Asian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, leaving J- Japanese anime and all that stuff aside, Wu-Tang were the first Asian rappers to me. You feel me? Like Agreed. They were, Agreed. They were the first ones, like, they put in mad Asian examples using mad Asian references that I had to look up after hearing That's that. That's crazy. You feel me? Like, coming, coming to America, I was, like, 12, 13, like, getting to Eminem, then who he's listening to, Pac and shit, and then finding out about everyone else. And I'm like, and I'm listening to like Killer Beast, Wu Tang Killer Beast, all this stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. I had to really look it up. Thirty Six Chambers. Then I watched all that movie Post, mm-hmm. knowing about, mm-hmm. you know. So um, I think now it's just, I guess it's timing. Like for example, I'm friends with Jin as well. Remember? Okay. And Jin fucking was doing crazy shit in 2004. Mm-hmm. But I don't think whether it was because he like he was too gangster with Rough Riders and yeah. like America just wasn't ready for an Asian rapper let alone like an Asian gangster rapper um, but yeah I think everything has time and like you said Latino music is I mean Despacito has the most views on YouTube right now mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. 4.8 billion like Jesus Christ crazy yeah. you know like so um, but I, 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 I still don't know if America is ready for like a cool male Asian figure yet mm-hmm. that's outside of like Kung Fu you know, like, for example, like, Rich Brian, right, Rich Sugar, he's still, like, 
someone we can kind of like laugh at instead of laugh with. It's like, mm. oh, he's funny cat, you know, like, but like, when are they gonna be ready for like an alpha male, male, mm. like Asian fig- fig- figure is still up in the air, like to me. Yeah. You know? Has Jin given you like any <clears throat> advice? Cause like with his yeah. music, it was, there was no gray area. It was yeah. either you really loved it yeah. or you were like, what on earth was, like, what is he doing? Yeah. Um, did he give you any advice about like the fascination and the and the and this weird kind of liking that people have towards like Chinese mm. culture and music and artists and everything like that? Jim was always mad humble when we like would get together and talk and he never openly gave me any advice in that sense. But he would tell me stories about his own career and I, it would be very obvious like the lessons that I'm supposed to take from it. For example, him, he's saying he came at the first deal that was offered to him after he mm. blew up off like the, the Freestyle Fridays. Mm-hmm. And, and <clears throat> X came with him with the record and he was like, yo, I'm signing it right now. He's like, I wish I had waited. I wish I had waited, gotten better at what I did, known more about songwriting and all that before signing like a three album deal. Yeah. You know, and try to make records. I was mm-hmm. just a freestyler. Mm-hmm. So like stuff like that just teaches me like about patience. You know, like maybe you're onto something that people are not ready yet, or people want you to be doing something for their purpose, but you're not ready to commit to that yet. Yeah. You know. He said he just thought like he was indirectly taken advantage of, but it was his own fault because he let himself. Got yeah, to. it was ignorance yeah. to the business. Yeah. So speaking about like stuff like that, when you when you look at a lot of his his, his accomplishments, because he mm-hmm. accomplished a lot, and, he, yeah. and he's he's one of the people again I put up there is is, is breaking out yeah. culturally mm-hmm. and and really trying to change the the view of of the rapper mm-hmm. per se. What are some of the things that you've kind of picked up on outside of the business aspect? What are certain things that you've picked up on where you said, all right, he's done that. I can do yeah. it, but I want to do it just a tad bit different, differently outside of just lyrically and, and from a, a, I guess, performance aspect? Yeah. Um, one thing goes back to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, he was still kind of focused, focusing on the Asian audience, you know, like the first song being Learn Chinese. Like really sticking the Chinese thing in people's face, mm-hmm. you know. Like, to me, I found that to be both sometimes beneficial because people can't avoid it, you know, because you're like blasting it in people's face. And other times, it becomes very deterrent. Deterrent. Mm-hmm. People are like, you know, like, all right, like we get it. We see your face. <laughs> you know, we do, you don't have to keep talking about it. You yeah. Know what I'm like, so, um, and then a really another thing. I think the reason we all talk about Jin still is because he was actually nice with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. So another thing I learned about from him outside of the business, regarding outside of business, was just like, be good at your shit. Mm-hmm. Be, be about your business. You know, if you see so your rapper, like, you can have songs that's like all fun and stuff, but if someone's about like, yo, can you, can you spit? You better be able to like spit like something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so you feel confident walking around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you don't feel like, oh man, like one of these days, like somebody's gonna test me, you know? Like, I'm not gonna be able to do that, you know? Then you can't be yourself, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Like actually, in the song Party No More, I had a line about Jen. I was like, uh, uh, five at a time, yeah. I can't help it. I think God made me a Jin tried to do it back in 03 with the law, but he couldn't rhyme in Chinese. But shout out, because he made a lane for Lil Me. And even made a song for my OG. Because we, we ended up making a song for my mom. Mm. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. So my, my thing is this. Uh, I guess 
sound wise, you're kind of like trap rapper. Mm. Why go trap if you really can write yeah. records? Because I've I yeah. heard the bars. I've, yeah. I dissected them. I listened. I was mm-hmm. like, that's what I said. I was like, I'm surprised. Yeah. Why go trap though? Um, trap. This is. Uh, well, I'll just answer your question real first. So I'm going with trap on this record mainly because. Uh, so like we we say dope now, you know, like mm-hmm. but we used to say yo that was sick. Mm-hmm. We're using two different uh, words to say the same thing, and I believe boom bap and trap is just two different types of ways to speak the same language. Mm-hmm. But I just think too many people do trap too similarly, you know. Like mm-hmm. I think I think the the flow, the way it's broken up. The way it's delivered one bar at a time. Mm-hmm. If you're saying some something different than like party and get bitches, fuck shit, all that, like you can actually um, absorb a lot. Yeah, and like one of the thing about the old school, uh, the flow, you know, pattern is that it's it's a different type of engagement. You're way more engaged with the the flow the whole time. Whereas like trap, you kind of get like a little break and then you you hear the music more. You know, so it's just it's just the preference of flow right now for me to tell the stories I want to tell. Mm-hmm. And um, but previously I had this EP called Love Love EP, and the entire uh, tape was mm-hmm. all live instrumentals. Fire. My, my boy had did it. You know, mass swingy, super funky. Um, the flow was all you know um, different. You know. I just I just want to be able to make different stuff now, so in the future I I can has I I have the I don't. I'm not scared to make different stuff than mm-hmm. like, for example, what my last EP sounded like or project sounded like. So I'm like, oh, this one I got to sound kind of similar or whatever, you know. So, so you're looking to kind of just like diversify from a creative standpoint. Yeah, and honestly, like you know, I have a song on the tape called "Fuck Trap," but it's very trap. Yeah, it's very. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. But like that's the subject matter is about my family. Mm-hmm. It's about um, you know finding this identity, you know, and that's very not trap, you mm-hmm. know? So for me, so that was, so the, for, for me, that was just the goal of that song. It's like, fuck trap, but like not, obviously the mm-hmm. genre, mm-hmm. but like what is happening with trap right yeah. now, you know? So hip hop has always <clears throat> been inclusive at its core. I mean, mm-hmm. we've seen, there's been certain moments where it's been kind of exclusive, but I would say mostly it's on the mainstream level. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Booth actually had an article all about how is, you know, the essence of hip hop is inclusive, but like mainstream is just, it's still a little more difficult for yeah. certain people, of like ethnic groups and et cetera, to kind of get to that level. Yeah. Do you feel like trap music has made hip hop even more inclusive than it has previously? Yeah, I think uh, one thing about trap music is it's a lot more, f- body feeling you know like so i feel like that's why like dabs and all that shit came in because you can really coordinate your body to to move with it um the way the flow and all that works so you know to me like uzi all these cats it's pretty punk you know what they're doing their style the way um uh they command themselves in the music it's really punkish you know like how Mm -hmm. much and the way like keith Abe does ijima like the long hair is Mm -hmm. super punkish so i think you know, people might not recognize that it's kind of like in that world, mm-hmm. but to me, that's yeah, trap being more um, all in- involving because it's even spread outside to like other type of genres. And <coughs> I mean, mm-hmm. and like the artists you said, like obviously it's it's spreading and it's continuing to spread, yeah. and now it's kind of like cross pollinating where you have yeah. artists that kind of do trap sounds and over in Asia and other countries are mixing also with and doing mm-hmm. features with artists over here. Yeah. Now, the thing is, is that you mentioned how over in China there's censorship. Mm-hmm. So how is that, although it's becoming more inclusive, mm-hmm. how is this censorship 
kind of hindering or preventing the growth of hip hop over in China? Yeah. So um, China has always been known to kind of restrict your quote unquote freedom of speech, mm -hmm. right? But I what I found what I have found in the last four or five years of going back and forth, um, uh, America says you, they give you the freedom of speech. But if you say some shit that's a little sensitive or whatever the government don't like, they'll come to your door and fuck your whole shit up. You know, <laughs> like in America, you got freedom of speech. But mm -hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you don't really, though. You know what I mean? So in China, they're very upfront with you. Like, just don't say anything about the government. Yeah. And you're good. You know? <laughs> and then if there's cats that just like, feel like, nah, like, hip-hop is about resisting and rebelling. I have to talk shit about the government. Then you know what? Then you could deal with the consequences. And then they get sniped. Red lasers. Oh my god! <laughs> Born Phoenix gone missing after uh, in a freestyle <laughs> about that. But uh, nah. So it's like I've never felt like I had to change my lyrics mm -hmm. or restrict what I want to say because I keep everything subject matter about my life, my experiences, and. Um, but definitely, it's a different environment for people who want to just go crazy with the rhymes and just talk about. Like, for example, like, there's really no Tyler, the creator out there, you know, where just someone just going off on tangent on, like, all types of crazy shit, you know? Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah, I mean, there's, the censorship definitely exists, but if you're smart, like, you kind of just go around it and talk about something unique. You know, because the stuff you can't talk about is guns, killing, uh, like, bitches and all this. But this is all, like, Western rappers I lived and talked about. Mm -hmm. If you're in China, you're not living that life. Trust me, in China, you're not getting no guns. You're not fucking no big booty hoes from the strip club. <laughs> the strip club don't exist, you know? So if you're out there, you're talking about all this. You're just being super unoriginal. Yeah. You're being imitation to the maximum. And if you get banned for that shit, then, like... That's a good thing. Yeah, know? basically. Like, what what, what K-Dot said on his album is, uh, my last LP, I tried to lift the black artists, but it's different between black artists and whack artists. Mm -hmm. You know, just because, like, right now there's a lot of Asian cats rapping don't mean, like, you know, it's, oh, yeah, they, they so good, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then if they're whack, then it's actually going reverse, you know? Mm -hmm. So, so when, when you're there, right, because I'm, I'm thinking about, you know your your content and just being a rapper. What is it like? Do you kind of have to kind of scale it back? I'm assuming, like when you're when you're performing, because mm -hmm. again, that's still a kind of a, a growing genre over there. How yeah. how does that work for you? Not yet. I haven't I haven't made the decision or seen the need to scale anything back yet. Okay. You know, like performing wise, whether it's body language, taking my shirt off, like throwing water, mm -hmm. like crowd s s surfing, like. Um, or rhyming in Chinese and English. But there was one thing I, I actually said something about. So I had a festival canceled on me because I was I didn't have the right visa. I was in China. I was supposed to a festival, and I said something about that at a show. And somebody in the audience was like, "Yeah, fuck the Chinese government." And I was like, "Yo, I didn't say that." You know, like, what? I know they watch you. I didn't say that. You know, stuff like that sometimes. But it was like a white dude living in Beijing. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh God. He can get, he can okay. get that off though. You know what I'm saying? He can get, he can get that. that off. But like that's you know what I mean? Like it's usually white people doing shit like that. In yeah. China, you know, like, um, but um, yeah. So no, I never really feel like at least not yet. Yeah. You know, and because I was like I was saying, like my subject matter is really not that provocative. Mm -hmm. You know. 
What about limitations in terms of distribution? I mean, yeah. you know, uh, K-pop and, mm -hmm. and more pop-influenced music seems yeah. to be at the forefront because it kind of like sets this perfect image mm -hmm. for when it comes to artists over there that, mm -hmm. that it seems that the censorship is like okay with. Mm -hmm. So how is it hard for you, or if it is even hard for you to distribute your music and kind of get it more on a mainstream level over yeah. in China? In terms of, for example, like distribution, talking about radio and television, so China just banned hip hop from television, from national television. But hip hop never lived on national television in the first place. You know, it was always on the internet. Um, so um, there's definitely difficulties in that sense. But like, no, not like I said, like no, none of us even want to be on national TV. Like it's all, it's like cops, you know, for shows like cops, for shows like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like no one, like nobody is sitting there like yo. After cops on, after cops, they got the new, you know, the new, <laughs> new video from like Kanye or something. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't Damn. have that. They got videos after cops. That is yeah, that's crazy. So, <laughs> crazy. so it's banned from national TV, but that's all good. Mm -hmm. You know, um, and uh, there's other there's streaming platforms like SoundCloud and Spotify, but they have their equivalent of that in China. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to to what we we're talking about just now. Um, uh, in America, one of the good ways, one of the best ways to distribute, get your sh stuff out there is, for example, like if Pitchfork mm -hmm. puts your stuff out there, or like uh, a complex Pigeon Plane is like the new rapper to watch or something, right? And that's super dope if you get that spotlight. Otherwise, you just code emailing blogs all day saying, mm -hmm. like, yo, I got this, check me out, I'm super dope, blah, blah. <laughs> it don't matter, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, And then especially to the audience in America, if you don't have no cosigns from none of these blogs and stuff, Unless people are just like really looking for you or music, they're like, oh yeah, this this dude don't got enough clout or, yeah. or a buzz, mm -hmm. right? But in China, the, because Fader, Pitchfork, all these tastemakers that are saying, yo, these are dope, these are not, these are play, because that doesn't exist. So everything is just purely based on the kids like seeing the stuff on their phone and then sharing it to a friend. It's like, mm -hmm. yo, this cat was super dope. You should check it out. Yeah. You know, so everything's super democratic. And that's why sometimes the whack shit gets filtered out. It doesn't actually make it. You know, like over here, like if you have a good PR, you have a good relationship, a blog will cover your stuff. You yeah. know, but over there, there's no such thing. It's mm -hmm. all democratic. You know, like so you could you could actually be you could have no clout you know, or Buzz, mm. put out a dope song, and next thing you know, like, every kid in China knows your shit, and you have no <laughs> idea to find, you have, and there's no way to see that. <laughs> really, you, you, there's no, like, you know, you can't be, like, going somewhere and be like, oh, yeah, there's, like, the 10 million streams right there, you know, people just, like, find out about your stuff. Like, we sold out our show in Shanghai for New Year's Eve, but we had no idea until, like, we, like, <laughs> the, the day before, I was like, yo, but, oh, by the way, like, it sold out, and, and we're like, damn, like, on Weibo, like, the, uh, the, the Chinese version of the uh, Instagram, I only had like 60 likes on the post. You know, like I, I had no idea, you know. So. Shit, I'm feeling like if you can make it in China, you can make it everywhere. I mean, <laughs> you know, Fuck New York. Definitely, it's definitely the market is big enough that you can go there. And if you're even half decent about your, your work ethic, you can like really do some work out there. Yeah. So it's pretty much like the U.S. is like the gatekeeper, yeah, essentially. I mean, and, but that's the thing. Like everybody in China wants to come to like higher. Their whole goal Yo, we want to go to America. Mm -hmm. You know, like we want. You know, it's a, like to 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 China. Like unless, like uh, right now, it's maybe it's starting to change a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. But like Chinese people has have they have this this uh this habit or what have you? If the stuff is 
validated by America, then it's it's better. Then it's okay. Then it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay. like higher in them, um, when they switched from boom bap to trap, because they were in a bigger group called Chengdu Rap House, mm-hmm. and then they became higher brothers because they're the younger cats, and they're like, all right, let's switch it up. They got all types of criticism from their fans, you know. <clears throat> it's like, damn, you guys look like Ray Shrimmer now. Like, you know, the dreads. <laughs> you guys look, you guys, we can't understand what you're saying. You know, like, what, you know. And then uh, I had met them, introduced them to 88 Rising. You know, they started working with 88 Rising. 88 started putting American faces onto their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then all those people talking shit before I like, we knew higher, we're going to go global, you know, like, <laughs> international, worldwide stuff. Like, yeah, higher, you know. So it's like, you know, even though America, like you said, is the gatekeeper, like, and it's so hard to get in here. That's why it's still, like, if you make it in America's industry, all the rest of the world would be, like, you know, on yeah. your shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what are what's in the future for you? Yeah. Um, you put out a dope project. Mm-hmm. You, you got all this creativity mm-hmm. out. What is the next thing we'll hear from you as far as, like, where is your creative direction? Um, man, like, uh, to me, one of my... Um, friends and mentors this producer named howie lee um we had done a lot of music in the past and one of the things he had told me was that if you call yourself a rapper and you're not writing 10 verses a day you know like forget about it you know i mean so for me um even though i just got the seven song project out i'm constantly trying to think about how do i make the better next stuff Mm -hmm. you know like um, other, other than that, just trying to be better about like promoting my own shit on social, I don't yeah. know, just stuff that <laughs> other the stuff that I have to do outside music. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, also trying to get into better shape. Like being in China has been great, blessing, <laughs> but I'm trying to get in better shape. All that grease and pepper, man. You know, so destroying you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, honestly, so yeah, for the future, you know, to answer your question, um, just trying to better myself. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, we want to thank you for coming on. Yes, yes on, sir. Thank um, you. Thank dope, y'all. dope project. Check it out, uh, guys. Uh, for the listeners, again, as always, uh, Grassroots Podcast on all platforms. That's Twitter, Instagram. Um, where else are we? YouTube. YouTube. We have a but group But Grassroots chat. with the... Not R O O T S though. Yes. Yeah. R O U T E S. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Grass, yes. Grassroots. Get that right. Check out my man. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. Yeah. Get that right. Gohan Phoenix. Check him out. Yeah. Cool man. Grassroots. Grassroots. Grassroots.